truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Uh, no, this is not Steve Dace. Uh, my apologies. I know I, I know I sound a lot like Steve Dace, so you were confused, but let me just clear up this confusion. Uh, I am Sarah Gonzalez here filling in for Steve Dace with my good friend Jason Buttrell. We are also known all across social media as a hashtag the fill-ins. <laughs> For those of you who are unaware, you can uh, you can tweet me. I am at Sarah Gonzalez TX. Jason is at Jason Buttrell. We are hashtag the fill-ins. You can call us. And let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. You're going to need to write this number down because Jason and I, we are, we're split right now. We are kind of in a fight. I'm going to be honest. We're fighting. I'm, I'm perspiring a little we're bit, a little f- bit of heavy breathing going we are on fi- Well, you should be. <laughs> we are fighting right now over something that's going on. Um, in the Republican Party. And we're split right now. And we need your input. We need to hear from you. We want to hear what you guys have to say, whose side you're on. Obviously, it's going to be Team Sarah. But I'm just saying, (laughs) we want to hear from you. Uh, The number is 888-900-3393. And again, you can tweet us, but we we want your phone calls. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think about Justin Amash's announcement. I would have thought that Dan Crenshaw would be what is breaking us up. No, because, because we, we both, both love him. Exactly. And that is why. <laughs> we get jealous, you know? That's what, it, I just always thought that's what it would be. We can share Dan Crenshaw, okay. Jason. We uh. can share Dan Crenshaw. But Justin Amash has just announced that he is leaving the GOP. He's leaving the GOP. He is done with the Republican Party um, he's been hinting at stuff like this for a while, yeah. right? He's been, um, what was it that he said a, wh- a while back about, uh, you know, he said that Donald Trump should be impeached yeah. after reading the Mueller report. Okay. He's making waves all over the place. Now, and that that is what has split a lot, not just you and me on this, but a lot of people on this. And actually, I don't know if we're actually split on this. I no, think we're fighting. Because mo- I don't know. We're, we're fighting. We, we tempered I, it because we knew we, w- we didn't want to waste all of our ammunition for the show. But I think that we're going to come to, uh, I think, on a level playing field. I, yeah. I, I think so, the, the more we go through this. That's just my guess. Maybe I'd rather be fighting, Jason. But Well, I, I, oh, I know this. <laughs> I know this. I've got a wife. <laughs> a Latina wife. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's why I guess I'm, I feel like I'm kind of at home on this, yeah. uh, on this little yeah. argument here. Um, I'm used to so it. So no matter if you win or lose, you're still going to be on the couch. <laughs> still, you're right. Lose. <laughs> it's a lose-lose regardless. Just don't even try. Um, and things are going to be flying at your head pretty much every time as well. Um, but yeah, so he, he came out and he said that he supported impeachment for the president. I... Let me just put this on the record. No, I thought that was stupid. I don't think that is the smart thing to do. I don't think it's warranted mm-hmm. uh, to begin with. Uh, it did kind of seem like it was him setting something up, you know, yes. like him saying, hey, maybe now I can weaponize the Never Trumpers, yes. pull over some people from middle America and maybe cruise to some kind of victory or set something. I, I, I don't know. That's what it seemed like. Uh, is that what you felt? Yes. All yes. Right. He. Uh, well, I, I felt like he was setting something up. Um so that he could siphon off, you know, maybe run and siphon off some some of the the never Trump voters. Yes, right. And it was irritating. Yeah, it, it really, that was irritating. But the, the but how ludicrous this got! People were calling him a closeted liberal progressive. 
I mean, that's going a little too far. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we can agree that that is going a little bit too far. But I was very, very mad at him for for saying what he said. I really was. I was mad at him for for doing that, for saying that. I I did feel like this is all a big dog and pony show, right? (laughs) Justin Amash is just trying to get attention for himself. I personally feel at this point, because it's not a coincidence that all of these things are happening, that he's coming out and saying Trump deserves to be impeached. No one else is saying it around him. You know, no one else in the Freedom Caucus is saying anything like that. But Justin Amash somehow is the only one who has seen this damning information that's bad enough to get him out of office. I mean, to me, that just screams, you know, I just want attention. Right. I don't and I don't know. I it, I think there was talk that he was going to get primaried, you know, by yes. another Republican. I don't know. I From what I've heard, he has like a lot of support, you know, in, in his district that, that he could still probably swing it. I know it was really close, um, but I, I've heard he has a lot of support. So if he's coming out and that's what he said, he's coming out now as an independent. He's yes. leaving the GOP. He's going to become an independent. I don't know. I, I pretty much think that kind of rules him out for this next election as he said, he said, what was it on meet the press? I think this weekend mm-hmm. that he wouldn't, you know, just kind of completely right. He, he wouldn't just come out and say he's, he's running or he's not running. I guess he says he's leaving it open, but I kind of think that he's automatically saying right now that he's just not going to run for president. Are you sure? Or is he saying I'm going to run as an independent? I think, I think that he will run as an independent for Congress. That's what I think, but not for president. That's what I think. But he, but I do think he's still setting up a presidential run Probably 2024. But see, that would be the time to do this, right? Like, wait until this election right. is over before you start creating waves within your own party. I, I get it. We we have problems. The Republican Party, I, well, I say we. I hesitate to even say I'm a you know card-carrying member of the Republican Party. But what I am saying is the other side is so crazy and so far off the cliff. They're already, they are already, they're in the water. They've already dove off the cliff and they're in the water. Um, they're so far the other way that now is not the time to be creating conflict within the Republican Party. We need all the votes that we can get. We need everyone, you know, to stand against the other side, to stand against yeah. the left, not because they're the other side, but because they're so radical right now. So I just don't believe that point. the time to do it is before the 2020 election. You, you bring up a very, very good point, because I am scared to death right now about what could happen if mm-hmm. they take power. Right. I'm scared to death. I mean, we were talking about uh, the NRA just before mm-hmm. we went on air. I'm scared to death what's happening with the NRA right now. Because they were imploding at a time when, remember the, in the last debates, yes. the, you know, the, they were talking about, remember the debates used to be like, well, let's let's have more, you know, uh, let's have universal background checks. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, close loopholes, yes. which is total which, yeah. crap. The loopholes that don't exist, exist. we should close those. Right. Shut up, Sarah. It sounds good. <laughs> um, all of that junk, that used to be what they would fight for. But now they're talking like Swalwell level stuff, like, you know, confiscation. Like Biden said that he would, you know, endorse a buyback program. Um, Every single one of them were nodding their heads in agreement. That's what that's the consensus now of everyone on the Democrat side running for president is some kind of buyback program. Mm -hmm. That's freaking scary. Yes. At that at that time. Yeah. Someone like Justin Amash saying something like this scares the crap out of me that if they if they're successful in dividing us further, dividing the GOP, then we could be in some serious problems. Mm -hmm. But I'm like. When is will there ever be a good time for someone to state the obvious? Let me let me just in in his in his Washington Post op-ed. Let me let me just read this one part. 
Um, and granted, he, I don't think he ever mentions the president specifically in this. Mm-hmm. He's purely talking about what's happened with our two-party system. So this is a quote. In recent years, though, I've become disenchanted with party politics and frightened by what I see from it. The two-party system has evolved into an existential threat to American principles and institutions. George Washington was so concerned as he watched political parties take shape in America that he dedicated much of his farewell address to warning the partisanship, although, and then he quotes Washington, inseparable from our nature, quotes, quote, was the people's, and then again, quote, worst enemy. He observed that it was the interest and duty of a wise people to discourage and restrain it. No matter how pissed off you are at, uh, at Amash for this, can you disagree with anything he just said? No. No. I mean, that is so right on. I hate the state of the GOP. Mm-hmm. I hate the GOP right now. Mm-hmm. It is the only thing that I have to vote for because I am so scared to death of this existential threat that the left is posing right now. There's like no choice but to go all all eggs in one mm-hmm. basket, mm-hmm. GOP. Mm-hmm. But I hate the GOP right now. The Freedom Caucus that, that he helped create. I mean, where are they right now? With I, yeah. Fiscal, uh, you know, R- responsibility, responsibility does yeah. not exist. And that's that is one part of the GOP that I am uh, very disenchanted with. I, co- I don't think that I would go so far as to say I hate them right now. I don't think I would go that far because, I mean, they have done some good. OK, I'm mad that they haven't, you know, done anything about Obamacare, but they did a meh tax cut plan. Right. That's what that's what I call it. I don't. I don't even remember what the actual name of the bill was, but I just call it the meh. Could have been so much better. Yeah, Yeah. it it could have been better, but they did something, right? I mean, they've protected our um, our freedom of speech where they can. They've protected our uh, Second Amendment rights, you know, whenever it comes up, and they've fought for that. So they could they could be doing more. Obviously, especially, I mean, that's the number one thing in in my book is what you're saying with fiscal responsibility is that we used to be the party who said, hey, why don't we tap the brakes on this government spending? And now all of a sudden we're like, yeah, money for everyone, as long as it's what we believe in and not what the other side believes in. No, that's not what we were supposed to be doing. Um, so I I will go so far as to say I'm disenchanted with them, but I don't know that I'm that angry at them knowing that. I mean, how could you how much could you get done if you were just so busy trying to just ward off all of this, all of this, for lack of a better term, evil from infiltrating America? You know what I mean? Like they're on defense right now, I feel just trying to like smack balls away to make sure that none of these crazy things that all of these liberals (laughs) are proposing um, make it through um, or gain traction. So I kind of want to give them a little bit of credit for that. Right. Well, I don't. I mean, it's 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 hard for me to give credit when I when I see the things that they've made big issues but refuse to do anything about, like Obamacare. You know, the GOP was the party of, like we say, fiscal responsibility, limited government. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the old party, when they were vowing to get rid of Obamacare, they would never would have said we are going to uh, uh, repeal. And, and replace. Re- and replace. They right. never would have said that. Yeah. That would have been a dirty word. They would have done everything possible. And and let's let, let let's um let's concede the fact that and I think this is very misunderstood, that the way that it was passed, the way Obamacare was passed, it was not an executive order. It went through Congress. The way it was done was devastating. Mm-hmm. I don't if it wouldn't have been for a screwed up Supreme Court. Then that what should have gotten thrown out. John Roberts, exactly. John Roberts, you screwed us. Straight screwed us. 
I mean, straight. He did not for a stupid backdoor deal. Did not go on the basis of the Constitution at all. Is straight up a backdoor deal. Mm-hmm. Is that the way this the Supreme Court now is operating like a like a monarchy, yes. like a hidden monarchy? Yes, absolutely insane. Yeah, but the way they got it, they, the way they got it done made it incredibly hard for uh, Congress to get rid of it. They did not have the majority, the supermajority. They needed like well, I think it was like sixty votes or whatever to full on repeal it. That's why they had to go through. They had to go through and modify it. That, that's why they did it that way. But there was many other things the GOP could have pushed for that could have made it significantly irrelevant and not even discussed replacing at all. Mm-hmm. Just do little things to undermine it. Let it crash and burn like it was already on the on the way to do that. Mm-hmm. And then sit back and say, okay, now the free market's going to take control. Right. You know, you've got you guys got your little thing you passed through Congress, but now it's so insignificant because of the little things that we did. You know, surrounding it, that it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. I would have been that would have been great, but did they do that? No. no. They also they the wall. Well, they, they bought they in. They pushed for the wall. They yes. pushed for the wall, um, or they talked about it. Then they stood. They then they stepped back from it. Then all of a sudden, it became a huge issue when after they can't. They lost. Yes, when they can't do anything about but it. They lost the house. I, and I will say, I mean, I, I do fault them for um, not. They give in too much to the emotional messaging of the Democrats. They just. They don't fight back um, when it comes to emotional messaging. Like they just let the Democrats take the lead in saying, well, walls are immoral. And then the Republicans are busy explaining why they're not immoral. Like, well, I'm not an immoral person. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a good person. I'm kind. I'm this. Just like with Obamacare, it was, well, Republicans want people dying in the streets. And then instead of taking that opportunity to explain why that's not true, Republicans would say, no, 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 I'm a, I'm a good person. I, I don't want people dying in the streets. I, I, I like health care, too. Here you go. You can still have the uh, um, uh, no pre-existing conditions. We'll, we'll keep that in there for you guys because we want to make sure that that you're covered when you need to be. And, and we don't want anyone to go without treatment. Like, no, stop buying into this messaging that Democrats are labeling you as these uncaring people and talk more about why this plan isn't working, why the wall, why we need the wall, why the the lack of a border that we have now is not working. Talk about all of the deaths that have happened, all of the murders that have happened by illegal immigrants, all of the illegal immigrants who have been here, been deported, come back, been deported, come back and end up killing people in drunk driving accidents. I mean, there are ways to get an effective message out there instead of just letting the Democrats run with their talking points that are obviously not true. It's like they they just let them do it. They just buy into it and then they're left defending themselves instead of saying, no, actually, that's not true. No, actually, I, I will appeal emotionally to these people. I will just use a. I will use actual facts and statistics they have to no, do it. They have no one that they can do that. I know. Which is insane. Like it, It's almost like they don't have anybody that has really understands the background, like the core principles. It's like they don't have anybody left. Mm-hmm. Like, is there no one that can articulate like effectively, you know, like just, just to point out the lies. I just think they're like, afraid to, I think they're afraid to, because they're so worried that they're being labeled as, you know, um, cold and uncaring. Well, take the, take the, take the border stuff that, that you brought up. That, that That's absolutely, re- we, we've screamed about it so many times. If you're on Twitter, uh, if you follow, I don't know, in, any of the typical conservative talking heads, they, they typically will point out 
you know, s- s- how hi- hypocritical they are in calling out this issue now. Mm-hmm. Like the detention centers, they're calling it out now. Right. Or the state of, the, you know, how the migrants are there. You know the, the illegals. The, the the way they're talking about it, you you see, you end up yes, talk, using their that's buzzwords. That's it. That's it. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That's so insane. That is exactly what I'm talking about. The migrants, the poor migrants. Okay, well they they came here illegally. They're illegal. Right. So what what do we do to people who you you don't have a problem when we put someone in jail for committing a, a crime for doing something illegal who's an American, right? So why do the, why do migrants get special nicknames? Why do migrants get special words? Undocumented, right? Uh, my just using the term migrant. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. But even still, like the, non-citizen. The, <laughs> so stupid. Um, but I mean, this this didn't start with the Trump administration. No. But now they're screaming at the tops of their lungs, like the AOCs, and that, that's those, those four those four DSA you know sponsored mm-hmm. candidates, Clay, mm-hmm. AOC. Uh, what's the the, Omar bla- the black woman? I, I there's Omar and there's a black woman that I don't know. Her the name. black woman. I don't it's know just the name. one black woman you racist. I can't remember her name. I don't remember her name. Um, but anyway, I, so it's those four. And I'm fine with not remembering hardcore her name. Saying this stuff, but it, there's hardly anybody that's in authority that are saying, "Look, we didn't start this." Mm-hmm. In fact, Bill Clinton, you know, the, your Messiah, basically, and Messiah family, Messianic family, they're the ones that started this. It happened under Janet Reno. It started under Bill Clinton. Obama perfected it and made it worse. Yes. And now the Trump administration is just dealing with what they started. Yeah. There's no one saying that. Yeah. So, but but I take well, how, I, how many people believe that every time they say it? W- yes. Like, yes. And I will now. I will say there are probably conditions down there that I don't love at this particular moment because the system is being overwhelmed right now, and we don't have the capacity to handle it um, because we weren't prepared for all of these people to to come over at the same time and overwhelm the system. But I would even go so far as to say, uh, yes, I, I understand that they are in detainment facilities. And yes, I understand that children are being separated from the adults that they come here with. But no one seems to also be talking about the fact that that Hello, I'm okay with that. I want that to happen. The safest place that a child who comes across the border can be is in a detainment facility with only other children until we can properly vet all of the people who they came over with. That is the safest place for the child to be. So, yes, that is exactly where I want the child. I want that child in a detainment facility with no strange adults. I don't know who the hell they are. I don't know if they're being sex trafficked. I don't know if, you know, Uncle Juan that he just came over with is actually Uncle Juan. So, yes, actually, I am all for the separation of children and adults. And if you care, if you actually care about these kids, you would be too. No one's saying that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, over 100,000. You mentioned they're being overwhelmed. Yes. Over 100,000 a month. That is the equivalent of a town. Actually, you have the equivalent of, an, of not a town, a city. Right. Like a major city coming across every month. You're obviously going to have people dying in these facilities mm-hmm. when they don't have the... How many doctors do you think they have on staff? Well, also, what kind <laughs> of condition of were they in when they got here? Right? Like, if it took them... If they took this trek that took them, you know, a month or two weeks or however far away they are that they get here, why then, if they die day two that they're in this facility, we're supposed to say, oh, it was Border Patrol's fault. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're supposed to handle the fact that they haven't had any food. They haven't had any water. They've been in terrible conditions. They've been traveling with people who have diseases. We're, so it's our fault 
it's our responsibility that they've done all of these things to get here. Because I know that that's what the, that was what the complaint was when there was a it was like the first kid to die in Border Patrol custody. And everyone was like, this young child died on Border Patrol's watch. They have blood on their hands. Well, no, they don't because the kid's parents starved the kid and didn't give him water and neglected the kid. Is it really our fault that the kid died? No, it's the parents' fault for sending them on a dangerous journey, not having the resources, um, the the adequate you know necessities that a child would need to survive. Sorry, it's not Border Patrol's fault. It's the parents' fault for putting them in danger. But we don't have anyone saying that either, because right. then they're they're scared of being labeled, you know, a bigot or a hater. And the, and the, and the conditions that are probably yeah, like I, we're we're actually trying to get permission to go down there and, and and take a tour through some of these facilities. I'm curious now to see what it's like my, um, myself. But would I be surprised if they do look bad? No, I I will be I will not be surprised mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you have over a hundred thousand exactly. a month coming exactly. across, it's gonna be bad. Exactly. If only there was a way. I remember there was a tweet that I think both of us responded to. Um, Alyssa Milano was like, oh. "Wow, how how are we gonna put a stop to this?" I'm like, "Geez, I don't know. Build a wall." Yeah. Maybe I mean, we build a freaking maybe. wall, Alyssa. That would that, what that, a novel concept. Here. You know how much better the conditions would be at these facilities. You would still have some people coming in because exactly. they would come through legal ports of entry. Exactly. They would exactly. go to wait for their processing. Yep. But there would be three quarters less of people that were there. Yeah. Someone someone responded to. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually have a video out about that. Um, if if you guys haven't seen it, you can go to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on YouTube um, and watch the latest video. But. Someone said to me in response to my video, he said, do you really think that building a wall will solve the problem? I mean, people can go around it. I'm like, do you really think that we would have the massive influx all across the border that we have now if we had a freaking wall? No, because there would be small amount, like there only a small concentrated group can go through wherever there would be, you know, non-wall, right? Like fence or whatever. Mm. We would at least be able to... Um, concentrate our people in just the small holes that remain, right? Like we would have enough um, resources to be able to keep those places, you know, um, properly secured. And can you imagine, I mean, sure, there are still going to be people, there are still going to be people getting in and, and they come here legally and then they overstay their visa. Like I recognize that, but don't tell me that a wall, a barrier prevent would not prevent them from coming across the border don't tell me that that's just completely illogical yes of course it's going to it will substantially decrease the amount of people who come i mean will no one ever get in ever again sure i'm sure that there will be some people who will still find holes and get in of course of course they will but it would substantially help the problem this isn't an idiotic argument it's yeah. idiotic like remember the 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 videos of remember that there was that uh like that militia group that was going down to help the border patrol and i think they got in trouble for doing it yes but um they had a they, youtube like video like keeping people captive right <laughs> um but so they had a they had a youtube video that showed hundreds just walking up hundreds now, you can't tell me that the wall wouldn't stop that problem. Right. Now, there would be some very crafty, you know, like, I exactly. don't know, like they'd be building tunnels, doing some weird crap right. to get over. But you're not going to have hundreds yep. going through. Yep. So either those hundreds either just kind of slipped off into the ether and then went off to various parts of the United States or they went straight. This is what most of them do. They go straight to a Border Patrol person. Mm-hmm. They do it how they've been coached to do it. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, claim an asylum, fear for our life. Right. Boom. Then they go into the system. Mm-hmm. They go to one of these camps. 
Hundreds and hundreds like that a day mm-hmm. coming through. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I hate to keep harping on this, but how do you think that it's going to be sanitary in these facilities? No, with absolutely that amount not. of people, absolutely not. And you know what? That's a great reason not to come. Oh, but they're still coming, and this has been widely publicized. So I guess what that means is that these are not actually concentration camps because they're still voluntarily coming here. I guess it's still better than what they have, right? I mean, wh- why? <sighs> what reason would they have to keep coming here? If the conditions were so terrible that they'd be better off where they're at. So even with the the conditions that they have right now, no, it's not sanitary. I'm sure that there's not. Although I will say now Border Patrol uh, is getting criticized for actually daring to give the people in those facilities shampoo. <laughs> Because they're only giving them shampoo and they have to use that shampoo and wash their whole darn body with that shampoo. <laughs> Can you imagine? That was the secret little evidence that got slipped to AOC. That yeah. took a picture as she was, you know. The smoking gun. Yeah, quietly driving away. Like, that was so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, I, uh, I don't know. Can we kind of go back to where we were? I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of problems with the GOP. There, there's a lot of issues that I've had an issue with for like how they've handled things or refused to handle things. Or how I see them, the Overton window shifting further mm-hmm. and further to the left. Mm-hmm. Because they don't feel like the conservative party to me right now. They're mo- are they more conservative right. than the crazy left? Of course, but that doesn't take too much nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're not the conservative. They're not my type of conservative. They're not like. Certainly not fiscally. No, not at all. Yeah. No, no, no not at all. Right. And even, in, in even uh, size of government. Not even on that even. Because they still kind of, they take. Uh, measures that increase the size of the federal government, mm-hmm. not not rein it back, and not in every case. You know, in some cases they do make things smaller. The president's been good at re- you know reining it or doing executive orders to rein in um, you know uh, some of the things that made the government bigger to yes. under the Obama administration. He yeah. did a good job with that, R- taking back regulations, stuff like that. But again, these are just these are executive orders that the next president will just get rid of. Mm-hmm. But if the president had a strong conservative GOP. He wouldn't have to do those things via executive order. He could do the majority of those things through Congress. Mm-hmm. They could do that. But the GOP is unwilling at the moment. They're yeah. just, I don't know if they're, un, they're, they're either unwilling or just unable because of incompetency or I don't know what. But again, if there was, like Justin Amash has been arguing for, or what he's arguing for here in his latest op-ed, is that this is stupid that we have two parties and there's a fight between these two parties. It was never intended to be that. Yeah. It should have been a group of parties that have different ideas on how the country should be ran. They don't they shouldn't be beholden to, you know, how powerful that the speaker is yeah. or the minority uh leader is. They they have way too much power. It should be split between, I don't know, how much better would would we be right now if the libertarian party had any kind of power. I mean, I don't know that I'm willing to to Go on record as to say that. I do really? agree with you there. Liber- the Libertarian Party itself, I'm not convinced is totally sane. Now, <laughs> li- my Libertarian friends that I have and people who I know who identify as Libertarian that I know in my life love them. But the party itself, I don't know that I trust them. I don't know that I do. Well, I mean, just the f- mere fact that we could have... You know, like just because they're, let's say if they run as a libertarian and just because they don't agree with whoever's in the head of the libertarian party at the time, I mean, that we have Republicans now that don't, you know, they don't fully, go, they're not lockstep in mm-hmm. with, you know, the president or the minority leader or right, whatever in, right. in Congress. Um, I, I, I think just because since we would be able to have a broader, I don't know, like conversation on ideas. 
And you could have a very, like, I would be, there's no, I don't, like, if I try to run for office, there's no, I could, I don't, I don't know where I would go. I couldn't be in the GOP mm-hmm. because I would be talking so much trash nonstop. I would be considered a radical right winger, whatever that means, which if you're on the left, that would make me a Nazi. Yeah. If you're someone sane, that means he's just fiscal responsible and he wants to limit a small government. But of course, that's that's hate speech mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. And then we're letting people call. We're basically handing the handing them the torch and saying, yeah, labels as labels as hate mongers just because we want limited government and fiscal responsibility. Absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, here's the thing. 2020, I feel, is it's coming up. It's around the corner. Um, again, you know, I know I said this at the beginning, but I just can't stress enough. Imagine imagine this, Jason. The Republican Party actually stuck together um, this election. And you know what? I will go so far as to say not just the Republican Party, but people who recognize the dangers of the progressive left right now. So maybe even, I mean, the the, the blue dog Democrats that voted for Trump, right? If we could all just stick together instead of having Justin Amash uh, causing waves, causing people to, you know, causing concern. I know that he came out and said that um, this morning, I think it was, he said that he was contacted by some of his, um, you know, Republican colleagues saying, uh, uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. Great op-ed. Now, I'm not saying that that's not true, but I'm just saying don't share if they share that with you privately because they want to look like a cohesive unit. Don't share that publicly and show that there's discord among our party because we're looking at the other party going, wow, they really don't have their stuff together. They are fighting. They have no idea what they're doing. And we need to be able to capitalize off of that this election. We don't need this bickering. They would you say that they okay, so there is this thing with Amash here. And but there is Jason's gonna talk us into break. Oh man. <laughs> Do this every time. No, we'll leave him on a cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll leave him on a cliffhanger. You just wanna see how stupid I look because I'm trailed <laughs> off and it cuts me off. Not doing it. Welcome back. Uh, I am Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell. We are filling in for Steve Dace. He will be back with you tomorrow. You can tweet us if you have not already. We are uh, at Jason Buttrell and at Sarah Gonzalez TX, or you can call in to the show, 888-900-3393. I want to know who this at Sarah Gonzalez is that made you put the TX on the end of your Twitter. Dude, don't even get me started on this girl. I don't, last time I checked, she hadn't tweeted since like 2015. Oh no. And I was like, girl, really? Really? And I guess I could try to see if, I mean, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to pay, right? I mean, I, I like my money too much to pay for ridiculous things like that. But um, I think even if I could convince her to give it to me, Twitter would take away my blue check mark if I changed my name until they verified me again. Uh, probably and the blue check marks are too, they're too important these days. And, and you're a conservative, which probably means you won't get the blue check mark I won't get the back. blue check mark. I'm actually shocked that they allow me to stay on the platform. I know, right? I would have thought that I would have been kicked off by this point or, you know, banned temporarily for something benign that I said that someone else took offense to. I know people have tried it because I actually have gotten the emails. Do you remember? 
It was when we were filling in um, on here, I think it was a couple months ago, and literally my own, my, the only thing I said in my tweet was, please stop. <laughs> and I got an email from Twitter that was like, someone launched an investigation into this oh tweet, uh, you know, because they, yeah, they thought it was considered hate speech, but we've determined that it's not. Oh. I was like, well, thank you for clearing up that my tweet saying, please stop, was not hate speech. I appreciate that. I wonder that. which word they had an issue with. Was it the please or the or stop? Or the stop. Which I, one was hate mongering? Honestly, I think that it's the two in conjunction. Oh. I think that it's the saying stop while also using manners. That's just, it's you, it can't be trusted. You can't use manners when you're telling someone to stop. So when you were thinking of a, a unique thing to put after Sarah Gonzalez, like what was your list? It was like top one was Sarah Gonzalez TX. Was uh-huh. there Sarah Gonzalez 2000? Sarah Gonzalez. <laughs> Oh, super hot. <laughs> what was the list? I think it was just TX. Okay. Because oh, I, I, I was like, I thought of that one and then I thought, <laughs> I don't want to do numbers or anything because it'll be easy because I'm in Texas, you know, not realizing I would then be working for a nation, nationwide uh, well, national radio and television network where everyone is listening, not just people in Texas. Right, right. My bad. <laughs> well, I just want to say out there to the other Jason Butchels out there, <laughs> screw you. I got it first. You guys are done. <laughs> um, okay, so Jennifer Harris says, I could care less if Justin Amash has left the GOP. There is something about him that I don't trust. Interesting, I, what? I, well, I, I, I hear you, Jennifer, um, but that's why I don't want him saying he's leaving and creating a star. Is it right? So what, what don't you trust? Like tweet us back. Like what don't you trust about him? Is it just the fact that he did the impeachment thing? Mm-hmm. Cause I agree that that was, that was kind of like, that's the thing I didn't understand either. Yeah. So is that all it is or is there something else? Um, and then Nicole Mufferswitch says the right should start telling stories of legal immigrants that have come here and achieved a greater life. That's the American story. That's emotional. And it's truth. Yeah. Mic drop. They right. totally should be doing that, and they don't. Um, all right, so I know a lot of you out there, you know, we're talking about all of these problems going on in, you know, in our country, and a lot of us, we feel frustrated and powerless. We watch the news, and we watch the direction that the country is going in, and, you know, then on top of that, we're paying these bills every month that the money, our hard-earned money that we make, and we're paying our bills Part of that money that we pay is going to left-wing organizations that we obviously do not, we don't support. So we work really hard for our money. We're conservatives. And then we give our money away in uh, in our bills to, you know, subsidize Planned Parenthood and organizations like that. You don't have to do that when it comes to your cell phone. If you have not heard about Patriot Mobile, uh, in 2013, a group of conservatives, they got fed up. They got fed up knowing, hey, we're paying all of this money for our cell phones and our cell phone plans. And then they're just turning around and giving it to the organizations that we don't support and that, in fact, that we support conservative causes that are the exact opposite of those. Patriot Mobile, they are doing it, you guys. They have the same crystal clear nationwide service. Um, you can keep your number. I know a lot of people worry. They say, oh my gosh, but I want to keep my number. You can keep your number. The technology, the technology these days, guys, it's all the same. Uh, they use the same towers. So you can get the same nationwide service with a portion of your bill going to conservative causes that you actually believe in that you want your money to go to. Uh, They have unlimited plans starting as low as $25 per month. $25 per month. Right now, Patriot Mobile is offering a free month of service on all new lines. Uh, Do the switch right now. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze and use promo code blaze. Get that free month of service right now. Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze and use promo code blaze. 
All right, Jason. Um, I feel like we got a little sidetracked. <laughs> Not that we would ever do that. It never happens. Please. Um, but we were talking about just the the dangers of Justin Amash doing this right now. Because Jason's a big fan of Justin Amash standing up to the Republican Party right now. Yep. Jason said, "Oh yeah, that's awesome. Stick it to him." Yeah, but let me but but let me clarify. Again, I do not agree with the impeachment thing. So I do not agree with that. His stand against a two-party system, that's what I'm all on board with. Well, but how do you trust someone if you don't agree with his big stand, his hill to die on when it comes to something as big as impeachment? I mean, don't you question his motives at this point? I question his motives on the impeachment thing, sure. But uh, not the rest of it. Because to me, you have to all you have to put it all into context. Right. And so but you also have to put in his record into context. I mean, he is a diehard conservative. Mm-hmm. He's he's right up there with a Mike Lee, mm-hmm. you know, on you know, just conservative basis. So if you want someone to say, Hey, teach us what is it like to be a conservative, you call someone like Justin Amash, you call someone like Mike Lee. They will tell you. You can't say that for most of the opportunists out there. And all the all the politicians are opportunists. They all do stupid crap you know, to get elected. And this might have been, you know, Justin Amash's big like reach to see how popular, you know, that would be, um, which which again is it was slimy and shady. And yes. I, I didn't agree with that. We're just not ready for it right now. But the people people were calling him a closeted liberal. And that is kind of scary, mm-hmm. I think, in, in, in just our political climate. When you can call Justin Amash a progressive, closeted progressive liberal, he is anything but that. Yeah, he is the exact opposite of that. Now, sure, like call him out on on this opportunism because that's what it does look like. Um, but I, I mean, if you want someone that says, if you want to send somebody down and say, look, there is a group of high school kids, or there is a group of, or let's say, let's the, the new fad, mm-hmm. uh, or the the fad that's been brought back is like people going to you know college campuses, like you know Ben Shapiro does, mm-hmm. or you know people Stephen like Crowder. that, Stephen Crowder, and uh, and just teaching them, you yeah. know, uh, conservative principles. You want someone like Justin Mash doing that. Because yeah. he's really the only one that I can think of that really knows it backwards and for it. And his voting record speaks truth to that. I That's just a painful truth to it. I agree with you there. I just, I question the motives of someone who I believe just based on the last couple months. Now, I'm not talking about his voting record because his voting record is solid. solid. But I'm talking about within the last couple months, um, just making these statements that make me question his motives and whether or not he really is in it for um, the cause at this particular point or if he's in it to make waves to see if he can gain any traction for himself. And I think the last the last time that you want to be doing that is right this very moment. Right. Like the, this is the absolute worst freaking time to do that. Mm-hmm. Do that after we've secured 2020 if you'd like. But right now, I mean, because imagine this, if we could secure 2020, Justin Amash 2024, how great does that sound? Mm-hmm. I think that he could really gain some traction if we were able to secure, and even if we didn't, even if we didn't give us four years of one of the terrible, one of the 1,300,000 Democrat candidates that are running, give us any of those after four years, I would hope Americans would be like, please, for the love of God, give us anyone else. Yeah. Justin Amash 2024. I mean, he could be doing it that way if he was in it to try to maneuver himself, you know, for some sort of presidential bid, which I think he probably is. I I just don't think it's the time to do it. I, that's totally fair. And I, and I, and I feel you on, on that argument. I, 
I'm very worried about this next election. I'm very, I am too. I'm very worried about it. and how 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 seemingly popular they 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 sound like they're getting. Mm-hmm. I'm re- I'm really I, like I'm just I don't know. I'm flabbergasted that Kamala Harris is is gaining now on Biden. I thought that Biden was just going to like coast to victory because I thought there were more middle of the ground people that would say, look, we we don't we don't like Trump. Uh, we definitely don't like the socialists. So Biden is like kind of like the evil that we know. And we'll just kind of stick to that. But I think that Kamala has done a really good job of not. I mean, I know when you listen to her, you can tell she's a socialist, but I don't think she appears like the the rest of the socialists. She certainly doesn't look like crazy Bernie. Right. I think that the way that she carries herself and the way that she answers questions, if you really looked at what her platforms were, you're like, oh, yeah, she's a socialist. But she she seems to be able to walk that line publicly pretty well, doesn't she? Uh, I guess there's been some she's had some weird double speak with what she wants to do with abolishing private insurance right. and stuff like that. To yeah. I don't even know at this point what right. she believes. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Which maybe is I mean, maybe that's why, you know, she's not coming out and saying I want to I want to take away people's private health care. You know, like maybe that's a maybe that's good. Maybe that's good for her that she's flip flopped because at least she's not saying something so extreme. But we we know that's what they all want. Oh, I know. They're just being so measured right now because they want the nomination. Right. But once they find out that that is the mandate that they're given from the people that they've if whoever gets the uh, nomination to run against uh, President Trump, I think they go full bore on it. I think they just oh, go all hardcore. Like, okay, yeah, this is what I want. Like my plan: abolishing all private insurance. Full on like national health service, like the UK. I think that's what they want. Yeah. Um, I mean, the stuff with the Second Amendment. Oh my gosh. Really? I mean, we the, see the more things that we talk about like this, the more I see your point on. And, the, and a lot of people said that they think that Donald Trump was the perfect person to yes. become president at this time yes. because we needed someone to fight hardcore mm-hmm. against these people. Mm-hmm. But then when we think about when I, again, the little angel and devil on my shoulder think, well, if not now, who is going to write? What you know, the conservative movement in, in, in within the GOP, or is it within the GOP at all? Is it some other party that's going to have to come up because the GOP now has shifted to the left with uh, with the Democrats? That's just the, that's the hard truth. They have they've shifted to the left. Mm-hmm. When are we going to have like right now? The, the Democrats are having that kind of this this revival of what are we going to be? Was it was it uh, was it identity politics? Okay, that didn't really work for us in the last election. We got we got destroyed. We lost every. Every uh, we lost the House, the Senate, we lost the presidency, everything based off of that. So if that's what they want to go for, hey, by all means, stick to it because it's it's losing for you. Well, I mean, but they now, gained some in uh, twenty eighteen, but I don't think on, on identity politics really. I think it was more on this radical hardcore left stance. These D, like DSA started coming out and endorsing people like AOC and. You know, uh, and all that. So, but you don't think that identity politics goes hand in hand with? I think it's a part of the DSA because I I think that that's that's is how they angle everything. I I I think that's part of it. You know, like the whole class warfare. Yeah, but class warfare, push for equality, all that junk. But I think I think radical leftism is kind of like the granddaddy of that. Like to me, it it was almost like they were looking at making identity politics the granddaddy, mm-hmm. which because they didn't want to put that they didn't want to take that mask off of oh yeah we're socials and mm-hmm. that's why we believe in all these things. But now the masks are completely coming off. Yeah, they're not they're not you know you hiding sound like it. someone that I know. Uh, you're right. Saying well, he's the masks been, are coming off. I tell you what, he's been saying it for for years. Yeah, and most people laughed at him and said yep. no, no, they're not. There's yep. they, they used to laugh at the word progressive. 
Like, Democrats wouldn't call themselves progressive back in the day. Like, people used to laugh at Glenn and say, oh, they're not progressives. They're just Democrats that are just a little bit more left. Now, in the, remember the last debate between Bernie and Hillary Clinton? Uh, they are in the, you know, in the last election. Mm-hmm. They were actually fighting each other over who was the true and real progressive. Mm-hmm. I could not mm-hmm. believe I was hearing that. at that Well, time. that's just like the, these last debates with, um, who was it? Uh, uh, de Blasio. And Elizabeth Warren, it was like de Blasio was falling all over himself. To, no, 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 I would go farther. I would go farther. No, 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 she's, she's not as progressive as me. I would go farther. They were, he was just clamoring for it. They were all fighting, uh, knocking each other over, just trying to, to title themselves as the most progressive. Yeah. So I think, I've, I think the, the, um, the moral of this story is that I've convinced Jason to come over to my side. <laughs> because as we said at the beginning, I am always right. I will. I'm not going to say you're wrong because this is a very. Yeah, I know because you don't want to be on the couch. <laughs> this is a very divisive thing uh, within uh, the right right now, and I compl- I totally get it. And I'm even conflicted myself. But I think that I'm struggling right now with the, the we need someone to call this out and say, look, the system of the way it's going now, it's shifting so far to the left, it's not working. Mm-hmm. We've got to do it a different way. Mm-hmm. This is the forefather, like he, like Justin said in the in his op-ed, that they didn't they didn't mean for it to evolve this way. Yeah. It was this was never supposed to happen. We don't have people right now with the uh with the you know the the intellectual ability like in like a Ben Shapiro yeah. to go in a public forum like a debate and say the things that Shapiro when he destroys people on college campuses, but to do that in a debate so the entire world can see that. Mm-hmm. Like when they start talking about equality, have someone with any kind of intellectual anything to say, look, the society that goes to, they're so focused as equality over liberty, mm-hmm. they're going to get neither. Yeah. They're going to get neither. The society that, you know, their, 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 um, their main focus is liberty over equality, you're going to end up getting more equality in the, in the long run. If you focus on liberty, but they don't have anybody to, to explain those things. Mm-hmm. Nobody in our, can you think of a government, uh, anybody in government right now that will actually like teach that to the no. American people? No, no. In the, in the absence, all you have is people on the left talking about equality and identity politics and why they need to nationalize everything. Yeah. Um, Insane. So I personally, I, I use this, this product that I want to tell everyone um, about really quickly. So it's summer, right? And we're all, I was just at the lake. I was telling Jason, I was um, at the lake uh, on the boat and all this. And so we're all at lakes and pools and beaches and all of that. If you have not tried Verde Zone yet, you have to try it. If you are struggling with any kind of weight loss, maybe you've hit a weight loss plateau. Maybe um, you just, you have like the last 10 pounds. Those are always the hardest to lose. Or maybe you're like me and you lost a bunch of weight a long time ago and uh, you want to keep that weight loss. You want to maintain that weight loss because that's a struggle too. You go on these yo-yo diets and you go up and down. Um, Let me tell you about Ridiazone. Ridiazone contains OEA. And that is a molecule that I can't pronounce, so I say OEA instead of the real name. Um, It's naturally present in your body. It's also found in olive oil, though. So we usually don't make enough OEA to actually uh, have OEA work, but it's supposed to send a signal to our brains telling us that we're full. Um, So it's supposed to be your handy little sidekick that's like, hey, stop stuffing your face. Your stomach is actually full. Well, since we don't make enough of it, uh, the folks at Ridizone have put it into a capsule that you take before your meals, and it's been shown to boost your metabolism and uh, help reduce your appetite. So you have one of two options if you have reached this weight loss plateau or you're looking to maintain. You could either chug 
gallons and gallons of olive oil. Mm, that sounds appetizing, right? Or you can try Riduzone right now. You can go to uh, riduzone.com. That is R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. It doesn't contain caffeine. I know people are worried when they're like, oh my gosh, a weight loss pill, it's going to give me the jitters. No, it's all natural. It's just the OEA. And I'm telling you, it works. It works for me. I hear from people all the time they call in and it's working for them. You can go to riduzone.com, save 30% on a three-month supply right now with a 30-day money-back guarantee. You will not regret it, riduzone.com. Jason, really quickly, Jennifer said, uh, she responded back to you. She said it was the interview that Justin Amash did with Matt Kibbe. She said, I can't put my finger on it, but something about him made warning bells go off. Then with the impeachment issue, I just decided he's not really who he portrays himself to be. I don't recall I that agree, interview, but I'll have Jennifer. to go back and look at it. Well, I, I, I'm agreeing with the impeachment issue. I don't know what he said with Matt Kibbe. Yeah, the, the, well, the impeachment thing, I, and I agree uh, also with that. I was like, what are you doing? Like, shut up. Yeah. Like, no one is in agreement with that. With, with, uh, with that. It's going to go nowhere. Why are you saying? And he knows it's going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He knows it's going to get shut down in the Senate. So why even do it? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I do, it's just, it's the in-party thing that just worries me because, you know, Democrats used to be the party who, they would keep their fighting behind closed doors most of the time, right? Like we laughed at them because we, uh, or I should say they laughed at us because we had all of these different factions. We had the never Trumpers and then we had the people who would just, stick with Trump no matter what. He could murder someone and they'd be like, well, they deserved it. Um, And I think that they really, even though we still won the election, I do still think that it hurt us being so divided, so publicly divided. Um, So it just worries me. It worries me that Justin Amash is doing that same thing and we can't afford it with all of these socialists in power. Um, Coming up next, speaking of in-party fighting... It is happening right now on the other side, and it is oh so glorious. I can't (laughs) wait to talk about it. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I am not Steve Dace. Sorry, I'm Sarah Gonzalez filling in for Steve Dace uh, here along with Jason Buttrell. You can uh, you can call us if you'd like. Uh, before we get to um, to some of your phone calls, it's eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three, or you can tweet us. I am at Sarah Gonzalez TX, and um, Jason is at Jason Buttrell. Okay, so we were just going to get into something, um, which we will. But I've got breaking news. Yes, I've got breaking news, and I'm going to tell you that breaking news. But first, I want to tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Glenbeck and Tanya, his wife, they uh, decided to create this company after they had had so many different bad experiences with real estate agents, quite honestly, because when you you work in radio, you got to move all these different places all the time. And they started realizing, huh, there's a lot of real estate agents out here who say they know what they're doing, but it doesn't appear that they actually do. Um, So they created this company that he has a team that actually vets all of these real estate agents that they work with to make sure that they are the actual experts in their area. They have the track record to prove it. 
Um, they are, share your values. Oftentimes, their listeners, their viewers, they sign a contract with him saying they will do business the right way. Um, they're going to know, especially if you're moving from one part of the country to another, you don't know what neighborhood is going to be safe for your family. You don't know if there's going to be riffraff going on with the neighbors. So you've got to trust your real estate agent. You've got to trust that they are going to know they're going to understand your family and your values, and they're going to put you in a place that's going to be safe and secure for your family. That is realestateagentsitrust.com. If you are looking to buy or sell your house, they have agents all over the nation. They've got someone where you're at. So you can go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That is realestateagentsitrust.com. And you will not find Jason's plumber there (laughs) who handed Jason his business card. And also he's like, well, fix your toilets, but also I'm a realtor. Call me. (laughs) Don't don't do that. Don't do that. There's no reason for it. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Dot com. I want to get to uh, to some of your phone calls, but really quickly, I just have to say that I just just flashed across Twitter um, Eric Swalwell to become first Democrat to drop out of 2020 presidential primary. <laughs> oh, Aww, so fun too, though. Here's the world's Dang. smallest violin playing for poor Eric. Who would have thought that he wouldn't gain the traction? That he was trying to get. Such a likable dude, wasn't he? True. And it's almost as if he didn't actually think that he, you know, he didn't actually run to be president. It's almost like he just ran to give himself some national exposure. Oh, yeah. And it's Mm. almost like that's probably 90% of all the candidates that are crowding that debate stage right now. Hmm. I'm surprised that he got out so quickly, though. I thought it was going to be Gillibrand. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That would make more sense. She's she cannot. She's doing the terrible social media videos and like where his, she's like working out and playing yeah. beer pong with water, yeah. which I think disqualifies her already totally, completely. Yeah. But I thought that it was going to be her. Yeah, she I has like zero percent. I think <laughs> like literally There's zero. So percent. many of them, I think, who have zero <laughs> yeah. percent. It's it's amazing. It's yeah. so amazing. So there's your breaking news. Eric Swalwell to become first Democrat to drop out of 2020 presidential primary. We'll miss you, buddy. We'll miss you, Eric, and all of your crazy, uh, you know, gun legislation and the fact that you want to, you know, suggest nuking people who don't turn over their guns to the government. We're really going to miss you, Eric. That, that was literally Bye. his only issue I know. was just I know. getting rid of all the guns. I know. That was it. I know. Uh, All right. I want to go to Wayne in Virginia. Wayne has something to say about Justin Amash and his departure from the Republican Party. Hey, Wayne, how are you? Uh Oh, okay. So we're having uh, we're we're having some issues, some technical issues. Wayne, uh, stay there. Stay there, Wayne. Um, We can get to you in a second. Okay. All right. I think that we're ready for him. Wayne. Hello. So the control room's playing a joke on me today. Controlling us hard. They're just, <laughs> they're just playing some pranks on us. Wayne, hello. <laughs> so apparently uh, we're having some issues. We're having some issues on the phone. All of you, everyone is going to have to just, okay. You're, I swear you're tricking me because they keep telling me to try it now and it's not working. Last time, third time's hello? a charm. Wayne, hello. hello. Hey, Wayne. Hello. <laughs> we got hello? you. Finally. This oh, isn't a prank. <laughs> What's up, Wayne? What's on your mind, buddy? Well, you're talking about Mr. Amash. We are, and his departure. First of all, I want... Yes. The oldest rule in politics, follow the money. Mm. Mr. Amash never made any waves and did his little thing until the trade war started. Okay. 
his family is completely tied up with all their money in China. Okay, yeah, you know what, Wayne? A lot. Of, I've yeah. I've seen this before. Do you know enough to talk through like like all of his interests in China? Because I have heard this before. It's his family. It's his father. It's his uncle. What what is the bit? What is the business in China? Oh, the I do not know that. I have not researched that far in. Okay. I do know they make products in China, send them back here, and that's where all their money is tied up. Now this may not be, but that's the oldest rule in politics. Yeah. All the money. I mean, he never made these kind of waves during Obama. Yeah. 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 And 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 that's, and that's a good point. I, um, he, so I, I saw this a little while back. I don't remember what the, uh, the exact business was, but he responded to this. I think it was on Twitter. Um, and I've got a couple of these here. I don't use Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Good for you. You are the smartest man in the room. Good for you, Wayne. I I only email. (laughs) Yeah. You are smart. Good Uh, for you. I tell you what. Yeah. Social media is definitely going to be responsible. We're going to look back. When there's no society, and we're going to point to social media as the yes, reason for that. the downfall. Um, yeah. So he he did, he did respond. Yep, yep. Congratulations on your wedding. Wedding? Oh, oh to me? Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm just glad you made it back from the Dominican Republic. Oh, I know. Oh, dude, no I, I didn't well, think about that. I know. We talked about that the other day, and I was just, I just said, freaking scary. I don't think I can go back now. Which is, I mean, that's sad because we we thought about you know celebrating anniversaries out there um, and things of that nature, and now I'm just like, I can't go back there. So we made it. We made it out alive. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks for bringing that up. Thank dude. you so much, Wayne. Take care. Um, yeah, I guess you know what he brings up a really great point. Okay, so yeah, so follow the money. That's always that is a really great point. A really good uh, moral to live by when you're talking about things going on in politics is follow the money that would be uh you know a plausible rationale that justin amash if that is true that he's you know he has family doing business in china that it's trump's trade war is hurting uh you know his family sure and that's a plausible rationale and i think people should definitely like look into that more because i think there was a lot of misinformation that was going around uh, on that Mm -hmm. and it's true that uh amash you know, did come out against, you know, the tariffs with China, the trade war with China and all that stuff. But again, you got to remember that he is a very hardcore conservative, what most people would consider a radical conservative. And the the stance between uh, like libertarian conservatives is that and this is true, is that tariffs are attacks on you and me mm-hmm. and they hurt. Yeah, um, that that is true. Um, I'll address that here in a second, but this is how he uh, responded to those allegations. This is a quote from him. He said, I do not have a factory in China. I own part of our family's business here in Michigan, so it's in Wyoming. I'm assuming his the factory. So I'm a part shareholder in our family business. Our family business does less than 10% of its products from China. And he elaborated, the rest of the purchases are United States or primarily Taiwan. Um, and then he went on to, he described this more. I won't, I won't quote the whole thing, but he said the, the, ta- the tariffs actually marginally help their business because their business does so little with China compared to other, oh, it's hand tools. That's what they do. He said, compared to other hand tool companies, we actually marginally benefit from the tariffs. So I guess a lot of people that do most of their business in constructing uh, hand tools, they do it in China. They're getting hurt. But they, since they don't, that they're actually getting helped because their products are now cheaper 
than the ones that manufacture mostly in China. Okay. Um, but again, don't take his word completely for it. Look it up and make right. sure that that's the truth because yeah. I'm sure that the truth is probably easy to find. Um, we, we should always be doing our own homework. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, I will say though, just because I like to give this as a disclaimer these days, even for people who do try to do their own homework, it's really hard to do with Google affecting the algorithm. So it's true. You know, it's like <laughs> try to do your own homework, but good luck to you. <laughs> Just know <laughs> that Big Brother is going to make it hard for you to do. Right. It. Big Brother is being Google, Twitter, Facebook. Right. Um, I do want to clarify though that the um, the te- what he said, what Amash's stance and the libertarian stance on tariffs mm-hmm. is exactly true. Um, go back and you know Google or do a Facebook on Milton Friedman or Thomas Sowell and have them describe it to you in all its uh, glorious grandeur. Um, they lay it out perfectly. Um, it's a tax on you and me. It's bad. Now, I am one of those conflicted libertarian conservatives on this because I do think that someone needs to stand up to China. I think that yeah. the, what they're going for, their goals and how they're stealing uh, intellectual property, which is absolutely insane. Like, for instance, Huawei uh, mm-hmm. would not even exist today if they wouldn't have stolen source code from a U.S. company. Now they're a major competitor out there because they stole the source code. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Chinese companies don't operate like U.S. companies. They have a their main flagship companies like Huawei. They have a uh, member. They have a Communist Party office within the building to make sure that they're following. They're going along the way they're supposed to be. Good doing grief! It. It's absolutely insane. They're basically little mini little facets of the state going out and selling their, uh, you know, basically selling their products and, in, and furthering the foreign policy of communist China. So somebody has to do something. And if it's tariffs, I'm willing to sit back and let, to, and let the president and the administration see if that works. Mm-hmm. At some point, we've got to stop all this. Right. But China has to be stopped first. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So we were talking earlier about in-party fighting and how dangerous it is. And the fact that now the tables have turned and we get to eat the popcorn this this time, uh, it's not the Democrats watching us go after each other and say, oh, never Trumpers are evil. No, people who hate who like Trump are evil. Now it's the Democrats and it is oh, so glorious to watch. I could never ever possibly get tired of plastic Nancy Pelosi getting digs in at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all of her cohorts. Never. I will never get tired (laughs) of it. Um, So and I will say a lot of what she's saying you can't disagree with. It's it's not false. It's completely true what she's saying. She's she just doesn't care. She does not care that it looks really bad for the Democrat Party to be fighting like this. Um, so she had some some things to say. Um, I don't know what what audio do we have, Jason? I don't think we do have audio on this. Oh, do we, we? No, we have a video. Is it is it Ron? Can you tell me? Is it Nancy Pelosi's comments? Okay. Well, she said I'm not sure what the audio is, but she said um, that she criticized the you know it was AOC, uh, Ilan Omar. Um, Rashida Tlaib and Ayanna Presley. That's, That's the one, the one. That, that you yeah. couldn't remember because you're racist and <laughs> just don't remember their names. That's so, fine. So That's fine, Jason. <laughs> um, so she criticized them because they they all voted against the that four point six billion dollar border bill that was signed into law last week that allowed for humanitarian aid. They all voted against it, which makes a lot of sense when you're complaining that the conditions are 
bad. Oh, wait, that doesn't make sense at all. But um, Nancy Pelosi said that this is a quote. She said, all these people have their public whatever and their Twitter world, but they didn't have any following. They're four people, and that's how many votes they got. (laughs) (laughs) They're four people, and that's how many votes they got. Nancy Pelosi with the smackdown. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That hurts, and it is great to watch. Uh, Of course, AOC, what did she said? well, that public whatever is called public sentiment and wielding the power like to shift it like is how we like actually achieve like meaningful change in this like country. OK, she didn't say all those likes because she was typing. But if she had <laughs> said it out loud, that's what she would have said. And then Ilan Omar responded as well and said, uh Pathetic. You know they're just salty about who is wielding the power to shift public sentiment these days, sis. Sorry, not sorry. It is getting this is intense. stupid. I tell you, this is stupid. I uh, the the crap they come back with. You know those stupid little you know like Twitter language and mm-hmm, all that stuff mm-hmm. is absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I well, t- also public sent. That, no, it's not public sentiment. You you can't just assign meanings to words when like words actually mean things. You don't get to just throw more words around. And that's a, that's what all AOC does. She just picks random words and says and just inserts them into a sentence. The, the, I don't and I don't, assigns meaning to them. And I wouldn't even say she inserts them into a sentence because I don't think that she's even doing this all on her own. Like I have you have you ever seen uh, those YouTube videos by that Mr. Reagan? Glenn just did a podcast well, with him. Well, thanks for uh watching my show, Jason. We just actually had Mr. Reagan on last week. Oh, I knew this. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously. So, yes, I was setting I you up Mr. to pitch Reagan. your show. <laughs> Duh. The news and why it matters, uh Monday through Friday, weekdays, 5:30 <laughs> Eastern, 4:30 Central, only on Blaze TV or wherever you get your podcasts. Continue. His I think maybe probably his most viral video is yes. like was was great and kind of d- just breaking down and dissecting mm-hmm. like these four congresswomen specifically mm-hmm. and where they came from the justice democrats uh, unbelievable like it's it's you have to google this and watch it um it it really it it's hilarious is one part in the video where he shows how None of them really know what they're talking about. And every time they make a public statement, it's so it's there looks like they're reading it for the first time on a piece of paper and they mispronounce half the words. Literally, I don't I don't think they even believe in what I personally don't think they even believe in what they're saying. The Iran Kortra affair. Stuff like that. Come on. Exactly. I I think this is personal. Did you. And she's reading it from a from a piece of paper and she still gets it wrong. I know. I know. Oh, they don't know the history behind it. They don't know the they don't even know the principles behind what they're saying. No, I think they're being told exactly what to do by a group of people that have set up Justice Democrats. I think that's exactly spot on. Did you watch uh, any of the uh, highlights from the Young Turks uh, election night coverage? No, it's you have to do it because it's gold just just to see them losing Uh, their crap because they're absolutely freaking out. But there's one part where Jink. Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? I have no Uger? idea. Uger? Uger, I think. I guess. Whatever the heck his name is. Where he sk- says, um, he says now it's war on the establishment. He goes, I'm declaring war on all establishment Democrats, and we're now just promoting, pro- he says progressives, mm-hmm. which what he means is socialists. Right, right. And then, so he is the one that kind of made this deal with Justice Democrats to really, um, to uh, hype up people like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, uh, the chick that I don't remember her name, Anilin Omar. It's it, like they came out of nowhere mm-hmm. all of a sudden, purely off that PR machine of like Young Turks, which which we kind of laugh at Young Turks, but they are they have a big voice on YouTube. 
the le- you know the the left uh, yes. follows them pretty religiously. Yes, but I I, I do believe, I think they want a war with uh, the establishment with the Democrats. They want to somehow I do push. Too. They want to push these candidates. Imagine if they get somebody that actually knows what they're doing. Then they might be a little dangerous. Yeah. But, I, I'm not convinced that anyone like that exists because if they knew what they were doing, they would realize that all of their ideas oh, are terrible. Yeah, these suck. Right. <laughs> you can't have one without the other because if they knew what they were doing, they'd be conservative. <laughs> uh, all right. So bovine scatology, which I now know what that means. You know, it's right. not going to make that mistake again. <laughs> Um, it says that uh, he says, I beg to differ, Jason, at the end of my nation, because you said that social media was going to be the the downfall of the nation, mm-hmm. said I'll blame mainstream media, mafia, public education, the DNC, the GOP, the courts and talk for not banding together. Yeah, the courts are out of control, uh, straight out of control right now. I mean, they're, they're like an activist group right now and mm-hmm. not defining the Constitution. I mean, I'm just like... I just... It, I can't get over. There were people screaming and crying in the streets when Justice Kavanaugh was, was uh, you know, sworn in to the Supreme Court. And there was all this talk about how he was going to, you know, um, roll back the rights of women and he was going to be this terrible figure and the courts, that, that's it. That's it for the courts. This, they're going to just make all these crazy conservative rulings and we just don't stand a chance. And it's like, no, he's actually ruled your way most of the time. On the issue you guys they were, were most worried about. Right. The abortion he already, issue. Yeah, they already, it was a case about um, not providing money, right? Government money for Planned Parenthood. And he ruled in their favor. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys realize you were in the streets whining and hollering about this guy like he was just uh, the end of the republic he was actually the spawn of satan and he has been the most milk toast um you know i would even say swinging more to the left than the right oh and we knew this i know that's we what we were he like was. he's not even a, like a true conservative he was not on the the first list He's not on the original list. This is the most damning part on that. That point exactly. He was not on the original list. He was only, I guarantee, they can't do this, but you know this is what happened, is that um, uh, uh, Kennedy wanted off. He didn't want to do this anymore. He wanted to take his crap and go home. But he also didn't want to let uh, Trump just pick, like, Barrett or somebody Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. to fill that spot. He wanted status quo. So what he said was, look, I'll let you have your victory. This is like, right. um, I'm the fly on the wall on, on, on this phone call. He said, look, I'll let you have your victory of, of declaring another Supreme Court justice, but I, this is, I get to handpick him. That's yeah. what I get to do. Yeah. And I will only yep. leave if you agree yep. to put in Kavanaugh. Yep. That's what happened. We got the status quo. We got the guy that's not really too, they couldn't, they could vote, they could go either liberal or conservative either way. Mm-hmm. That's what Kennedy was. Yeah. That's what we got. And that's what they went to the mattresses to defend. Yep, yep. I know. I mean, I'm like, I mean to, you, uh, you're welcome, guys. Insane. You're welcome, guys. You just got another one. And the fact that we, the conservatives and pro, um, uh, you know, pro pro life uh, conservatives or just pro life people, mm-hmm. had to go to the mattresses to defend this guy. I know. When we knew that he wasn't the savior, he wasn't going to up in Roe v. Wade. Yep. That we had to step up and go all crazy to defend him was as absolutely insane. I know. I know. And now and now look where we're at. I mean, it's just like if you guys could see yourselves, 
you know, a year ago or nine months ago, however long it was, and the ridiculousness that you were doing, you would laugh at yourselves. You were so, I mean, God, so dramatic. It was the end of the world. And now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, the courts are still stacked in your favor. Um, Mainstream media, I agree with. Mainstream media, that is going to be, that's going to be an issue. Yeah, have you seen? I mean, it is already an issue, but it's going to continue to get worse, I think. Have you, Sarah, or are you guys listening right now? Have you, has anyone watched that, uh, the loudest voice on Showtime. No, so it's it's all about Roger Ailes and Fox News. Oh, that's right. That's the beginning right. Beginning of Fo- Fox News. Yeah, Glenn News and Glenn talked a little bit about that on the News and Why It Matters. The first episode is fascinating because mm-hmm. it's like so it's talking about you know like the people the owners of News Corp uh, the Murdochs they want they got Roger Ailes and they wanted to create Fox News as like a CNN like competitor. Right. Right. And then Roger Ailes was like he's like wait a second like he goes let's all agree with this all of the uh, the media right now is left leaning. But they're missing 50% of the market. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. we're not going to be left-leaning. We're mm-hmm. going to cater just to those 50%. Yeah. And at, uh, at some level, I guess that's kind of like a, like a critique. But, but, but on the other hand, it's exactly spot on. Yeah. Like people like, um, I, do, we have, do we have time to play that Michelle Obama uh, that I, uh, audio that I have? Yes. This, so this is amazing. Before, before we play it, just to set it up, Michelle Obama is talking um, in an interview And she just wants to let you guys know how hard her husband had it from the multiple attacks from the media. Take a listen. All that I had sort of held on to for eight years, watching my husband get raped over the coals, feeling like we had to do everything perfectly. You know, no scandal. No No scandal. No nothing. No, no, no No scandal. That's hilarious. Are you kidding me, girl? Are you absolutely kidding me? She said that she had it so hard from the media, constantly defending themselves. From who? Yeah. From Fox, Fox News. News. That's from Fox it. News. That's it. From, from Fox one News. network. From Fox News. Which, in which, uh, how, how would they ever defend? How would he ever defend himself on Fox News? Because he would never even come on. Right. He would always skip Fox News and go on the other shows and not go on Fox News to defend himself. So I don't understand what the problem is there. Absolutely insane that you can make that statement when all of the media, and that's exactly why, to my point, that the mainstream media is absolutely, yeah, they're, they are all lockstep in to battling one network. Mm-hmm. You have 10 networks against one, 10 networks all supporting one ideology, all, you know, unified, holding hands together against conservatism. Well, and I that's would, insane. And, and I would even go so far as to say it's not even just um, one all of the networks underneath one party um, to fight conservatism. But I would even say they're subscribing to the AOC ideologies of the world. It's not that it, they're not the Nancy Pelosi branch. They have subscribed to the AOC branch, which is why they cover things like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about the human rights abuses going on at the border and all of these other things that they could have said anything about back in 2012, back in 2014, back when any of this was going on. I know Glenn went to the border. Did you go with him? Yeah, I did. You guys yeah. went. He was begging people to cover what was going on and to come with you guys, and no one wanted to talk about it then. Now, all of a sudden, some bimbo like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comes out and says that they're concentration camps, and you've got media re- reporting that she said it, but most of them are not doing their homework to refute the statement. Right. 
because that's what they want to shape. They want to shape the idea that Trump is the one who, you know, he he set up all of these facilities. He set up all of these concentration camps and he's over here, you know, murdering all of these people. I mean, it's like that's what they want the mainstream public to think. Right. And that's why they're latching on to everything that she says. So people like her to everything that she says. And they're reporting it as if it was true. You know, Glenn took a lot of heat from that. And especially from from his fan base. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you're, you know, that, that, that we were going down there and coddling these people and inviting them to come over. And th- they weren't listening to the entire reason for why, why Glenn went down there. And actually, if the GOP would have followed Glenn's lead, yes. if, if, if Fox News would have covered it, if more uh, politicians would have jumped on board... We would have the moral high ground right yes. now, and the left would not. Yes. And yes. and I don't think Glenn would say that right now. I'm going to say it for him because that's exactly what would happen. Actually, no, he definitely would say that mm-hmm. because that's it. We we would be in a much better spot right now. Glenn went down there to say, "Look at the suffering. Look how mm-hmm. much. That's how bad the immigration laws have. That's what they've uh, dealt us here. Right. With how Obama is handling all this." He's inviting a, these floods of people to come down. And yes, the situation is not great. It's and, not sanitary. Well, and if you talk about, I mean, when you're talking about kids, let's point that out. We're talking about kids that they, it's a lot of them didn't have a choice. They were brought here by adults. Yeah. Right. So w- why not have compassion for the children? Right. That you guys went and, you know, brought some toys to, I think. Toys, um, f- food, mm-hmm. um, clothes. Right. Everything. It's, it's okay to be compassionate. It's okay to be compassionate and to show compassion, especially when you're talking about children who don't have a choice in the matter. We talk about, I mean, we're compassionate when it comes to, you know, um, being pro-life and caring for, you know, innocent life and all of this. I mean, they're kids. And the people that are lying saying that the right doesn't care about the human aspect of this would have been completely, mm -hmm. they would have had no argument Mm -hmm. because we do have compassion. We're trying to deal with it. But what is the ultimate goal? And Glenn was very clear about this. The ultimate reason for this is bad immigration laws. Right. And we have to stop the people coming over. Right. Which is exactly what the current GOP and the administration said. Look, yeah, let's give, what, $4.5 billion Mm -hmm. to address the humanitarian situation. Yes. But we still have to put up the dang wall. Right. Right. Um, Well, that four point, the 4.6... that was not, it was not okay. It was not okay for Omar and for Tlaib and AOC and Presley, whatever, Ayana. I've already forgotten her name. <laughs> I guess I'm racist too. Racist. I guess I'm racist too. Um, they said that they just refused to do it because of these human human rights abuses. I just think they're they're just, they're going too far. They, they are overplaying their hand. They do not have the power that they think that they do yet. And they're, I think that they're pissing a lot of people off who are in the establishment. And they're saying, how the hell are you going to go on national television and tell people there are all of these abuses going on? And, you know, that Donald Trump is is holding these people in unsanitary conditions and they're only giving them shampoo, but they have to use their shampoo for their whole body. <laughs> That's absolutely inhumane. You're going to go on national television and say crazy stuff like that. And then when it comes down to, okay, let's help fund these places because we can all agree that the, the issue is not that Donald Trump is trying to do all of these inhumane things. It's that we don't have the funding to take care of this over these overwhelmed facilities right now. Let's solve that. Yeah. No. No, they can't do it. They cannot do it because at the end of the day, all they have are these talking points. That's all they have are these talking points that Trump is evil and Trump is running concentration camps 
and they have no desire to fix it because then they wouldn't have those talking points anymore. They hate the president more than they care about any of these illegal immigrants. And I think that it's a damn shame. And I think it's another great commercial for why we need multiple parties in the government right now, Mm -hmm. because right now they're just trying to divide each other and fight each other. That happened again, didn't I? I'm off there. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> Welcome back. Uh, Steve Dace will be back with you tomorrow. For now, you're stuck with us. Hashtag the fill-ins. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell. Hey, you can call us if you'd like, 888-900-3393, or you can tweet us, which most people do because no one likes to use a phone anymore. I am at Sarah Gonzalez TX. Jason is at Jason Buttrell. So um, according to a new survey, uh, this is really depressing, actually, about half of employed Americans, so that's 48%, almost half, consider themselves modern-day workaholics. That's that's really sad. Uh, the average American works four hours a week for free and then burns another four hours just thinking about their job. And then nearly three in 10 people say their job obsession is more than just a strong desire to succeed. It stems from financial necessity. So you probably if you're one of those people, you go into work, you're tired because your mind was racing about work uh, all night and you couldn't sleep. And then, you know, you drink your typical you, couple cups of coffee. Right. Uh, But it doesn't do enough midway through you finish lunch and you're just like, I'm dead. I'm dead. And my productivity has just gone to crap. You need Dawn to Dusk. All right. You need Dawn to Dusk from Brickhouse Nutrition. Dawn to Dusk provides clean energy, focus and improved mood for up to 10 hours. There's no jitters. There's no afternoon crash. There's no calories and no sugar, which I love. That's a bonus. Um, I really do. I take Dawn to Dusk. Um, It has saved me. (laughs) It has saved me so many times where, you know, maybe Jason and I are filling in for uh, Pat Unleashed at six o'clock in the morning and then (laughs) taping my show, The News and Why It Matters, and then filling in for Steve Dace, which we've done all in one day before. And Dawn to Dusk, I think I would be dead without Dawn to Dusk. Uh, You got to go to BrickHouseSteve.com so you can get a bottle. It is 15% off with offer code Steve. That is BrickHouseSteve.com. Get 15% off with offer code Steve. Go there now. So... My husband just came in uh, and he because he works here with us and we were talking to him. (laughs) I asked him what he ate for lunch and he said that he had soup for lunch. Now, before he left for lunch, Jason told us a really, really terrible story about getting soup from places like Whole Foods, which is where we go. Um, and what did you tell us, Jason? This is, so if you don't like, if you haven't seen in Whole Foods, they have like a like a buffet style. Yes, thing. it's great. I love it. The food is really good. Yeah. It really is. But there was this video that came out, and this is long before the videos that are popping up now. But he was curious about the the food, so he just picked up the what do you call like the, one of those big spoons? The ladle. The ladle. He picked up the ladle and started drinking from the ladle. So gross. He took two big spoonfuls. Uh, down them both and put it back uh, and he was probably full so he said screw it i don't need any more more soup no okay i have a couple questions (laughs) here first of all yes you're probably right because those ladles are not small second i kid you not maybe this is just the whole foods near us but that 
soup is scalding hot. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we get it, we have to wait, I swear, 30 minutes before we can even touch it because it's so disgustingly hot. It would scald your entire esophagus all the way down. So maybe what happened is that he just, he scalded his entire throat and he couldn't eat anymore. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> but either way, he comes in, Jason had just told us this story and I'm like, what'd you eat? And he's like, soup. Soup. I'm like, Have you learned nothing from Jason's horrifying story? Don't get the soup. Don't get the soup, babe. What is, what is, what is this? And to put it in current context, what is the deal with all these like the, like that one chick that was like licking the the bluebell ice cream oh, and put it back, and yes. there's another with mouthwash. The mouthwash well, is this like a is this like a, a social media dare or one of those things? Apparently, apparently, because it gets you uh, internet famous somehow. But I don't think that that's the way you really want to be internet famous. What is with kids these days? Like and they want you to just, lower the voting you just age. Sounded so old. I know. What is it on. with the kids these days but and their antics? The evidence no, you're not is wrong. right there. You're I not mean, wrong. Come on. You are not wrong. I well, and then didn't they come out and say that they identified the girl who licked the bluebell, but they're not going to charge her for something? What was it? I don't remember why there was a, there was a reason. Maybe it, because she's a because she's not an adult yet. I think she's seventeen. So there's nothing. Come on. There's got. There's come on. No, they could. They could. I mean, they could charge her. They, they're just choosing to give her a break. I'm like, no, That's you got to throw the book at her right now because all these other yahoos. Enable them. Yes. All these other yahoos think it's funny. And then they're like, we're not going to get in trouble. She didn't get in trouble. We can do this. See, that's this country used to be a country of law and order. It's just not anymore. And yeah, that's stupid. You know, that's like, it's, I mean, it's nasty, mm-hmm. but um, it could possibly cause more I don't know illness. Who yeah, knows? Whatever. There's a lot of ramifications. But if you're if you're not willing to enforce the law, then uh, it's like immigration. Yes. You're not why, wi- why do we even have laws anymore? Right. Why even have laws anymore? They're just for funsies in case you want to participate. Good gosh, man. Okay. Well, can I just point out that I would like to not uh, participate in the law where I send my taxes to the federal government? Yeah. Can I pick and choose that one? I'll jump in that movement with you. That's the one. Straight I'm, up. That's the one I'm hanging on to. <laughs> if I get to pick and choose which laws I don't want to follow. Straight up. Uh, really quickly, the Hamburglar. <laughs> Hamburglar said that I might I might be taking some heat for calling out for calling the glorious AOC a bimbo. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. I'll say it again. She's a bimbo. She's a bimbo. I'll join she you. Is she a is a bimbo. bimbo. She is a bimbo. We should hashtag she is, that. Yep. She is the dumbest person in congress <laughs> possibly ever in congress that's a that's, that's a, i know that that's a that's a really it's a substantial thing to say i mean that's <laughs> there's some dumb people that have been in congress that yeah. is a that is a really high bar i think she meets it i really think she meets it yeah she just she just spits words out what, what's funny is i think that she could be intelligent on speaking on some things but again i do not think that this is where i don't think this is her lane no. So I, I think that she literally has no idea what she's speaking about, and she's literally just reading off yep. what she's told to say. Yep. And then when you get her in a forum where she has to talk in an interview or whatever, that's usually when she screws up mm-hmm. the most because she literally has no clue. Um, I just think that socialism is like being on social media. It's like you when you're just you know like it's like people are social, and that's all that that is. I can do it. I can be AOC. You totally could. As I thought, I was sitting next to AOC for a second. <laughs> uh, and then Jen with two ends said, you won't believe this, but I ran out of soap in the shower this past weekend and I used shampoo. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Ick. 
Did your oh, skin wait. fall off? Well, she said, wait, <laughs> my skin didn't disintegrate. Actually used what? a bit of conditioner on my legs too while I was at it. Herbal essences, good stuff. Girl, <laughs> you are not the only one. I sometimes use conditioner on my legs when I'm shaving because I want, I feel like it might make my skin a little bit softer. Now, this show got has way too much estrogen all of a sudden. <laughs> and next. And cheerleaders. And there's cheerleaders. Jason, you know what? I don't want to hear from you about your <laughs> hating on estrogen, Mr. I want every woman in the world to form a protest as long as it's the naked kind. Yes. Jeez. Yes. All right. Emily so, Ratajkowski. So um, we haven't even gotten to the awful, just the awful, horrendous self-promotion that President Trump did um, for the 4th of July with his Trump military parade. What was it that the, the, the hashtag that was trending Trump's 4th of July? That was the hashtag that was trending. Trump's 4th of July. Uh, I think that the 4th of July was the 4th of July a long time before Donald Trump was ever born. He didn't create a national holiday? He didn't, actually. It was just, it was already there. And it had nothing to do with him. But everyone got on him because, uh, you know, he dared have this military parade. It was going to cost all of this money. Meanwhile, we've got kids being locked in cages at the border. Oh, I know. And you're behind. Didn't even vote to give them aid. But you're going to talk about how, you know, we've got kids locked up at at the border. So I have to be honest. Before the parade happened, I did not, I didn't do any digging into it. I didn't listen to what was actually going to be there. I only watched the head, I only saw the headlines. So, you know, I saw Trump to spend however much money it was on military parade. And I honestly thought that they were going to be, there was just going to be tank after tank riding through the streets you know, military men standing on them, waving at everyone, tossing out candy. I don't know what happens at these guys. Tossing, tossing out bullets. Yeah. <laughs> and But I mean, they truly made it sound like it was just going to be this lavish, you know, parade. They were going to be carrying around, you know, Trump cardboard cutouts. Uh, and it was just going to be this this parade that was glorifying President Trump. And so I was very curious to see it. Now, I will say I don't love money being spent on stuff like this. But I also don't think it's a bad idea um, to show support and pride for our military, which I'm sure you can appreciate being a veteran yourself. Um, So I watched it. Jason, did you watch it? No, I did not. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that you hate America, first of all. Um, But I watched it. We were celebrating on our own. So we were out having fun at the time. Okay, well, we I was doing. I just wanted to make sure that I supported the troops who keep us safe. <laughs> but that's fine, Jason. What do you leave the military and just don't care about the troops anymore? Oh yeah, that's totally. That's totally it. <laughs> so, um, so I watched it and I thought it was so well done. It was really good. Now again, I'm not saying I love for money to be spent on this in the first place, but I'm just saying It was really good. It was nothing like the headline said it was going to be. He did not self-promote. He it was not a campaign type thing where he talked about, you know, how the Democrats are terrible and we're going to do. It was so well done. He did a great job staying on prompter, except for the one gaffe that he had where he said, you know, he was talking about um, fighting the war and he said uh, airports instead of ports. And everyone was like, there were no airports back then. And everyone gave him a bunch of, you know, a hard time. 
But it was very clearly like he it was just a gaffe, whatever. So hilarious. So they just they hang on every line hoping there's one word that's like taken out, you know, that I know I'm properly. Oh, well, I'm like, uh, care to comment on Obama saying there were 57 states. They, they never have anything to say that about that ever. I know. Um, so they, of course, want to crucify him for that. Whatever. He's reading prompter. It happens to the best of us. But it was really, really well done. There was a tank that was there behind him, but it's it wasn't all like the media was making it sound like it was going to be. And then, of course, they didn't cover it. So you couldn't see it from, you know, any of their uh, channels that it wasn't like anything that they were going that they said it was going to be. But, you know, they had a bunch of flyovers and, you know, the Blue Angels. And it was really, really neat. And it was really um, I think that it was it was very well done, very patriotic, a great reminder of all of the troops who, you know, fight for our freedoms every day. Um, and a really good history lesson for those who forgot it. I just thought it was so well done. And I was just like, this is what all of these people were complaining about. So ridiculous. If, if literally if Obama would have done this, they would have said, what a sweet love letter the president gave to the American people. Yes. That's how it would have been written. Up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so sick of this crap. And I, so I haven't heard it yet today, but I was wondering if they are they even going to cover it? All, all of these outlets who said, we're not even going to cover this parade because how dare he use Fourth of July as a day for himself and then just refused to, to cover the actual parade. I would love to see if they've even talked about it today, if they've <laughs> even talked about it today. I mean, you had a how'd you watch it? Did you, were, did they all boycott it? And was it only? It was like on Fox, Fox News. That it was, was on it. Fox News, and it was on on Blaze TV. <clears throat> um, so, but yeah, they all boycotted it. I mean, they just did not show it at all. Which, if that doesn't tell you exactly where the mainstream media is right now, and what how they choose to report and what they choose not to report, and their motivation for doing so, if that doesn't paint a crystal clear picture. Of what they're all about. An Independence Day celebration. Right. That's what you boycotted. Right. I, yes. This, I tell you what, it, we are so polarized now, it, it's, and the media is just doubling down. They're, make, they're making it worse. I can't, can you imagine what it's going to be like in another three years? No. Well, especially not if the, Dem- what if the Democrats take office? Can you imagine that? I, I tell you what, yeah. D- what's crazy in this country, d- our differences used to bring us together, mm-hmm. and we could talk about it. Remember I was talking about those old, like, videos of, uh, you know, like uh, Milton Friedman, he would go to college campuses and you'd have these hardcore hippies mm-hmm. asking him questions. Very g- good questions from their perspective. And Milton Friedman would re- reply. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the hardcore hippies, they were not disrespectful. Right. They would listen to him, right. say thank you. You could tell they clearly didn't agree with him. Yeah. They walk off. Yeah. Does that happen today? No. If Ben Shapiro goes and talks about some of these issues? No, it's close to a fight. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the all of the, the protests that Antifa did. In D.C. over the weekend. Yeah, I'm actually, I thought it was going to be worse than that. I I, really? I, I was very nervous. Well, you know why one. it wasn't worse than that? These idiots over here don't even know how to light a flag on fire. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to I light a flag that. on fire. They can't even figure out how to do it. Uh, That's the only reason that it's not worse, Jason, because they're so stupid. They can't figure out how to cause more chaos. I tell you, the police really stepped up, I think. And from what I saw, it looked like the police did a whole lot better job of uh, containing them. And making sure they stayed away from the places they were not supposed to go. There was like there, I saw a few um, uh, you know videos where they were like destroying newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call those things? Dispensers, whatever. They were oh, dragging yeah, them yeah. down. I guess those newspaper dispensers were fascists. Uh, obviously, such. obviously, obviously, yeah. 
I don't know. That is, they couldn't get any kind of attention, so they just started destroying newspaper dispensers. It's unbelievable. When are we going to declare them an, a domestic terror uh, organization? We should have done it well, a long time ago. Why is it? Why is it not being done now? We should have. We should have done it a long time ago. They are so dangerous, and especially when you look at over in Portland, where you know Andy No is getting uh, assaulted. And they just excuse the behavior and the police officers are told not to not to engage. Oh, gosh, we don't want to upset the the, you know, the anarchists. We don't want to upset the the true fascists. Oh, we don't want to hurt their feelings or upset them by holding them accountable for their own actions. So just turn the other way. I, it's, it's so amazing. A liberal gay Asian. That's who they assaulted. Like, aren't you supposed to all those three? If they claim that they're fighting white supremacy. If you see the world through identity, right. you know what I mean, which they right. do. He's one of your guys. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You should he should be complete. He should be hands off. Yes. Not only did it, but they did it during Pride Month as well. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I know. And, and people still. Exactly. Defended I, them. Yeah. I, my my favorite and by favorite, I mean, I think that the most uh, horrendous uh, defense of this were the people who someone would say, Conservative, or not even conservative, journalist Andy No was assaulted by Antifa, and then they'd continue on, and someone would be like, huh, journalist, he's not a journalist. I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with any of what we're talking about here? He just got assaulted by these people, and the only discrepancy you want to make is that you don't consider him to be a journalist because he's not up to your standards? I don't think you're really getting the point here. Yeah, what do you have to be to be labeled a journalist? Do you have to have a degree in journalism? No. Is there like a card that, you know, somebody, the no. journalism president of America signs and says no. congratulations? No. Yeah. No. I was a reporter uh, and a journalist on theblaze.com before I started uh, doing television. And I didn't even, I had no degree in it. I just started doing it. I mean, I had always, I had always had a thing for writing. But no, there's no cards there's no, you're only a journalist if you get a degree. Plenty of people are professionals without doing that. So I think the only qualification that they're looking for here, Jason, is uh, you have to be left-leaning. <laughs> then you're labeled a journalist. Then you're a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Then you can have a blog. You can have a blog that's like, uh, you know, progressivism.com right. and just have a little blog that you do and they'd be like, this is a true journalist we they how have they not won any awards yet prove your left-leaning bias and you'll get your blessing you know at a secret you know ceremony and you'll be given your journalism card yeah it's insane Give me a break did you see bet midler's tweet about the military parade oh no i usually care what she's what she says shut so. up <laughs> i mean it got surprisingly it got a lot of traction there were like nineteen thousand retweets all, so yeah i mean People in Hollywood, like, they, they just lap that up, I'm sure. Well, she said, and she used language that I can't use here, but she said, so that fat F word has hijacked our most important national holiday, Independence Day, to promote his own reelection. Like Rick Wilson says, everything Trump touches dies. Wonder what he'll do with Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, my gosh. First of all. He did not hijack it. He did not promote his own reelection. Care to comment on that bet? No, I bet you don't. I bet you're silent on that. Second of all, I'm sorry. You don't get to call other people overweight. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You don't get to do that. And that's really sexist too. Because we can't mention a women's weight. 
<laughs> but uh, an overweight woman can say whatever she wants and name call and, and fat shame a man? No. No. You don't get to call him that. I'm so sick of these. I, I'm so Jason's going to tuck us into the end of the show. Is it close? We're done. Should I keep it going? We're done. <laughs> okay, forget it. <laughs> This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.